0: Jeremy! Hey, you're in here. That's awesome, buddy. We got here uh, Jim from Care PPG. We got Bill H. We got Fly Swamper. John Wayne is in the house. Jeremy said hello to everyone. We got Joshua Marsh, PPG, Will Fly. Tony Marzano, what's up? James, man, we got everyone in the house. Uh, I love it. It's This is awesome. We are live, folks. Welcome to season three, episode 126 of PBG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, ClearPropTV.com and Paratalk.org. We got an amazing podcast for you today. Uh, we have Jeremy in the house. We're going to introduce him in just a moment, but before we do that, we're going to say hello to everybody on the panel. That way you guys know what's going on and who we are. So real quick, we're going to say hello to our Paramom USA from ParamomUSA.com, our very own Linda Anderson. What's up, girl?
1: I know I'm having a hard time sitting still tonight because I am super stoked about this show.
0: This is going to be an awesome show
1: are rocking okay they are this is a place to be right here on monday night and we have awesome guest jeremy in the house tonight thank you jeremy and i'm gonna i'm just gonna be real short thank you all my chatters and my viewers for being here tonight i so appreciate every one of you so enjoy monday night
0: absolutely so if you guys want to be on our show just get up with linda anderson just go to paramomusa.com that forwards over to her facebook page just pm her and say yo i want to be on ppg grandpa's paramotor podcast and she will hook you up so thank you linda for being on the show and being on our panel we also got jim from canada Hey, tell us about your flights and how your maple syrup money smells so good
2: hmm it's wonderful
0: when you have it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i guess it's uh the money is kind of shorthanded right now so <laughs> i guess you're just gonna have to to take your money and dip it in maple syrup and go mm. so what are, know, your, what are your no, <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: what are your flights up to now jim i'm at
2: 136 flights
0: that is awesome, bud. Cannot believe it, man. Before you know it, you're going to be up to 200. Ooh, wouldn't that Ooh. be nice? That will be. So you need to hurry up. Anyways, Jim takes care of us. He does all of our printing. He does our printing for stickers and decals. Everybody knows what a decal is, right? Jim, what is a decal?
2: A decal.
0: A decal, right. <laughs> um, he also. We're also starting a new paramotorcalendar.com. So if you want to... Upload your favorite paramotor pictures, uh, go to ppgzone.com and upload them. We're going to have a new paramotorcalendar.com coming out soon. And that's from Jim's company. Jim, uh, tell us real quick about your company and how we can get up with you, bud.
2: Care Printing and Publishing. You can get a hold of me through carepp.com or you can give me a call. Uh, 1-800-946-4027, extension 2, and I'll get you taken
0: care of. Awesome. And,
2: but that's only during business hours, just so you know.
0: So, you know, I, I guess, you know, we really don't have any sponsors here, but I guess Jim really takes care of us. So he is kind of a, a, a non-paid, we don't pay him, he doesn't pay us sponsors. So we really appreciate you, Jim, buddy.
2: You're very welcome,
0: Sean. Thank you. I we also you on the show absolutely thank you for being on the panel we also got will fly from willflyppg.com what's up bud
3: hey 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 i have a feeling it is uh, i mean it's beautiful out i have a feeling there's a lot of people flying tonight at least here in north carolina it's good to be here
0: yeah i i i agree that's one of the things that we're saying on the pre-show it's like you know what if i didn't have this podcast i would definitely be flying right now it's beautiful
3: (laughs) right there with you
0: (laughs) yeah but tomorrow it's going to be beautiful all day long. So as soon as I get up until I go to bed, I am going to be flying
3: right on. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, any new videos, anything that we need to uh, go to willflyppg.com and check out.
3: You can always go. You can even double dip if you want to, you know, Uh, I'm kicking around some ideas, probably have another tips video coming out here before long. We'll see.
0: Awesome. Just the tips. Good deal. Well, (laughs) If you haven't been over to uh, WillFlyPPG.com, make sure you hit subscribe, hit that bell notification. His videos are absolutely amazing. But, you know, it's not about Jim, Will, Linda, or me. It's not about us. Tonight, it's all about Jeremy. Jeremy is our guest. Uh, He's come here all the way from Michigan. Is that correct? Yes, sir.
4: Yep, I'm in Metro Detroit. i
0: cannot believe that you came all the way over here from michigan tonight just to (laughs) be with us that's awesome i had to
4: open my computer it was a lot of work
0: (laughs) (laughs) well uh jeremy uh, i know that we talked a lot about a lot of things on the pre-show but uh welcome to the show buddy and um uh, for the people that don't know you we do have some links down below to his instagram and a little bio so if you want to check that out as we're talking uh, that's really good so jeremy welcome to the show buddy
4: yeah, thanks for having me. I've watched your show for a while now and I learned a lot from your show and hopefully I can like, teach some other people some things. We'll see.
0: I bet you can. You've been flying for three years. Um, you have uh, Adam 80. You took an SIV course this last March down in Florida. You've done all sorts of XCs. You've gone to a bunch of fly You've had motor routes, mistakes, uh you're going to talk about your training and you are a numbers guy. So you're going to be talking about numbers versus self-training tonight too. Sure. Yeah, I can this talk is, about that. This is going to be a great podcast, guys. So Jeremy, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into paramotoring.
4: Yeah, sure. Well, I'm I'm 27 years old, so I'm one of the youngest people I know in this sport. Uh, I found paramotoring in college on on YouTube. You know, if you click on those... Recommended videos enough, you find some crazy things. And I found paramotoring one day. And, you know, I watched the videos, watched the videos, watched the videos, got more and more knowledge, learned more about the sport. And then after I graduated college, I, you know, got a job and got a little bit of money. And I'm like, well, I could, you know, learn from YouTube and try to fly myself off the internet. And then after a little bit more research, you learn that's probably not the best idea financially. Uh, so I found a school in St. John's, Michigan, fly my PPG, uh, Justin Fox, Mike Cotter and Bob Harris. At the time I got their shirt on, uh, Justin's got his own school. So I got his hat on too. Uh, so I trained with those guys in May of 2019 and, you know, I've been flying ever since I bought a Adam 80 and a Parajet Maverick. I bought a Mojo at the time and been flying as much as I can, which, unfortunately Michigan isn't a lot you know in the winter time but in the summertime you can get a lot of flying in.
0: So how often do you fly during the summertime up in Michigan? I mean do you, are you able to fly like uh, multiple times during the week or mostly on the weekend or how does that work?
4: Yeah I would say it's about maybe three times a week or two times a week on average during the summertime. You know I flew in the morning and evening yesterday but for the last 10 days it's just been windy 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 and We had storms rolling through so you guys know this it's just depending on the weather but i try to fly as much as i can
0: so when you say you try to fly as much as as you can if you were able to fly for an entire month you know the wind is perfect for 30 days how often would you go out and fly
4: i had six days probably one of five days yeah i'd say
0: Well, that's good. Now, you said that you did an SIV course in March down in Florida. Can you tell us a little bit about your SIV experience and do you have any videos with it about it?
4: I've had all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I've, I've, I try to fly with a GoPro every flight. You know, I try to turn on Fly Sky High if I remember to. So I, I try to have videos every flight there. You know, sometimes there's some interesting things, but um, during my uh, uh, SIV at Skylab, I went down with Andy Fuller and Bill Dolbo. And uh, one of my buddies from Michigan, his name's Matt. He's a Coast Guard pilot. Um, he and I went down there and did Skylab together. And uh, we did, you know, three days, we did lots of toes. Uh, we covered all the collapses. We covered, you know, beeline stalls, full stalls. We covered, you know, spirals and top landing. We did all kinds of stuff. And Andy's very enthusiastic, but man, Sometimes it gets, it's pretty exhausting doing a lot of those things. It's very high emotions, very high adrenaline. Um, this, is, this is a clip of uh, learning spirals there.
0: So how long were you flying before you decided to do an SIV course?
4: So I trained in uh, May of 2019. And I took this in uh, March of 2022. So that's about three years. But I figured it's probably a good thing to do. I I don't want to do any of this stuff ever again, maybe besides the spirals or big gears, But uh, I think it's good for, you know, safety purposes. If for whatever reason I need to recover from a problem, um, I think this helped me uh, get more tools in the toolbox for for those situations.
0: Exactly. And, And a lot of people think that, you know, you go to an SIV course to learn acro. We don't go to an SIV course to learn acro. Go to an SIV course to tell us what you learned.
4: Yeah, I learned, uh, like you know, collapse recovery. So, we did asymmetric collapses, frontal collapses. You know, we we did some steering with the asymmetric collapse. So, if your glider folds in half, how do you turn left? How do you turn right? Um, we did you know, frontal collapses. And Andy and Bill do a good job at um, kind of like taking baby steps through it, if you could call it baby steps at an SIV. So, you know, you pull down the A's, let go, and then your next time you'll pull and hold them for a couple seconds and let go, and then you'll pull and hold them for even longer um, for an asymmetric collapse, for example. And then, you know, the progression of the collapses to B line stalls, to full stalls, then we did negative spins, and then after you, you know, handle the full stalls and the negative spins, Andy kind of lets you tailor um, what you want to learn next. So, I told him I wanted to try spirals, but this is my Ozone Mojo I have. And this, this glider is really hard to keep in a spiral. It's a beginner wing, it's an A-wing. It it handles collapses great, it handles spirals great. Uh, I didn't do any uh, stalls on it, but um, yeah, it's a great glider. And it's just hard to keep it in those spirals, especially when you're learning, you know, you have to like modulate the brakes and the Mojo just wants to fly above your head. <laughs>
0: and the the mojo is an a-wing right
4: yeah it's a very beginner wing uh it's actually the only wing i flew up until this siv i've only i trained on a mojo i bought a mojo and i've only flown a mojo um until this siv actually it's wrong i I had a luna as well I, i bought a luna but i've only flown the mojo for a while and then i bought a luna and then eventually i uh took this siv
0: so um when you learned how to recover your wing uh do you do you feel safer now when you fly you know a motor instead of you know a free flight harness like this
4: uh i think i think yeah i think it, it made me feel more comfortable in the glider you know i've always heard you know the glider wants to fly the glider wants to fly um i you know doing siv you got to see that the, the glider does want to fly um, if you're going to do anything goofy, you know, do it at SID class, do it over water, do it with razor, do it with the boat. But you know, the glider just wants to fly. I, I would say it made me a safer pilot overall, but honestly more cautious as well, because, um, a lot of those things that it weren't the most pleasant feelings in the world, like full stalls, you feel like you're riding on a a, a bowl or something, you know, like a carnival or some ride, run a Bronco around, you know, it's, it's very rowdy. <laughs> it's not something I want to do again.
0: Um, so you'd be interested in doing another SIV and, and, uh, what, what would you say to your friends that fly paramotors right now? Would you recommend an SIV course to them?
4: Yeah, I, I, so I knew someone, I fly with someone, you know, we have a pretty big group down here in Metro Detroit that fly paramotors. Uh, one of my friends recommended Skylab to me. He went, he went through the, the program himself. Uh, I think it's a good, good thing to do. I think it's, um, good for, you know, learning your wing, you know, you learn a lot about your glider when you're, folding it up in all kinds of different ways you know this is uh a full stall on the screen right now and i have a funny caption i told andy call me joseph Stalin," because i nailed these things you know? <laughs> but you can see um, the uh like it's it's not a pleasant ride it's pretty rowdy but as you slowly bring your hands up and you find backfly it becomes a lot more uh, tame. and then hands up catch the surge and then fly out um but yeah i recommend you know anyone if they're interested in you know, learning more about your glider, learning more about safety, um, you know, incident recovery. Uh, this is a great class to do.
3: Hey, on a scale of one to 10, how scary
4: was that first stall? Uh, pretty much 10. I really? was very nervous for it. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a kind of a negative stigma behind full stalls. And I think um, if you don't know, you know, how to do them, they can get pretty ugly pretty quick. You can, you know, gift wrap yourself. Um, with your glider, and you know that's that's not easy to get out of. I uh, had extensive conversations with Andy and Bill on the ground. You know, we we rehearsed what we do. You know, Andy told us here's how you do the maneuver, here's how you recover from the maneuver, here's what can go wrong with the maneuver, here's how to get out of those situations with the maneuver, and everything Andy said was true. Everything he got spot on. So I I was impressed with
0: Andy. Is this his wing that you're using?
4: Yeah, so this is uh, the one of three wings I've flown in my life. This is a U-turn Emotion. I think and that's it's a ger- German I, wing.
0: I flew that when I was over there too.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think it's a low B. It's
0: really carvy when you're a big boy like me.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm 185 pounds, so I don't know the size of this glider. But yeah, it flew very similar to my mojo.
0: That is so awesome. So what's the, uh, I, I guess of all the things that you learned at your SIV course, what is the one thing, what is the one takeaway that you're like, you know what, I'm glad I went to the SIV course because of.
4: Yeah. So I, I fly with the reserve, um, on my paramotor. I, I saw a video on YouTube of a guy, I think he's in Russia. He's flying and, you know, he catches a Eagle in his glider and his lines and the Eagle, you know, tangles up in his lines and makes his glider not recoverable and he ended up coming down in a reserve. So that's why I fly with one, not because I'm flying in bad conditions or anything. Um yeah, that's the reserve right there, I think. Yeah. So um I fly with a reserve just in case there's some sort of suicidal bird trying to get me. I know it's a very, very, very small chance, but it was enough to make me make me buy one and fly with one. I, I think you can mitigate a lot of it just by uh, your decision making. But I'm glad I took an SIV because I got to throw a reserve. It was an intentional planned reserve throw. And you come down pretty hard on the reserve. And that's something I never knew. You know, I, I didn't know how soft the landing would be. I know it's a lot better than the alternative um, result if you don't throw a reserve. But it, it's it's not something to do lightly. You know, a reserve for me in my experience is uh, you come down pretty quick. <laughs> so, you know, you grab the handle, you kind of, toss it like a purse. And then uh, your next problem is to get rid of the glider, kind of tangle the glider, bring the glider in. So you you can see me going hand over hand, wrangling in the brakes, just trying to get the glider in front of me so I can disable it from uh, pulling um, the glider in a different direction. And I would say that in addition to this, landing in the water is not a pleasant experience either. You know, I I fly over water a lot. I do have uh, power floats. Um, but this day was a little windy. So the reserve, uh, was pulling me as soon as I hit the water. So I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, trying to keep my head over the water and Andy zipped over pretty quickly. But, um, with gloves on, it's, it's pretty hard to find your, uh, clips on your harness to undo them. So, you know, if this was in a controlled scenario, I don't, I don't know know, how pleasant this would be. (laughs) I don't fly with gloves very often, but, you know, it's very hard to find, uh, the
0: clips with gloves on. Well, that's really good. I'm glad that you're able to uh, to to throw a reserve because a lot of people just don't know what it feels like to throw a reserve unless you do go to an SIV course. Um, but uh, what kind oh, so you're doing a horseshoe.
4: Horseshoe, yeah, this is kind of funny. I'm like, what is going on? I've never seen a horseshoe before. I watched a lot of videos on the internet of Skylab before you know. I signed up. And uh, this is my first time seeing a horseshoe. So that was a very weird thing to do to a glider, but it's pretty tame you just pull in the inner and it folds in on itself
0: so really interesting just to let you know um i have a roadster three and i went to there i went there with the roadster three to see what it feels like and then i took the Gin vantage for our next uh, uh siv course there to see how it um see what it does and it behaved completely different i tried to do the horseshoe it collapsed uh, spun and uh yeah, it, it was awful. It was a 28 meter. I mean, I, I, all my, all my um, uh, gliders are 28 meters, but they all do different things under different situations. So I really think that doing an SIV course with your different wings are really important just because, you know, in a certain situation, you don't know what's going on. I mean, you don't know how to recover.
4: Yeah, I would like to take one with my Luna. I know the Luna is a little bit of a spicy glider. And I, I thought it was kind of a big jump from a mojo in terms of glider progression. Um, but, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that fly them. Um, you know, I, I've seen them fly a lot. I know it's kind of a high B. Um, I know it's not really rated. I don't think it's rated, but it's a high B in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I'd like to take it through an SIV to see how it reacts. I know people who have done it and, you know, they say they can do pull-ups on the A's. Because it's that collapse resistance, so I want to see if that's true. But I, I'm in no rush to do an SIV with the with the Luna. But I would say it's something I want to do eventually.
0: It really is amazing. I was I was doing the same thing like like you just said. I felt like I was doing pull ups, and I, I my my chest was cramping, my arms was cramping, everything was cramping. I see 38 degrees Fahrenheit. I think there's a um, a question in the chat about temperature. Can Will or Jim?
3: Finally. Well, uh, actually all their fly swamper was he was asking what's the temperature cutoff for your flying and that's i was thinking the same thing man if you were wearing gloves i'm thinking
4: man, that water had to be cold <laughs> yeah you know that was in florida so the, the weather is a water's a little warmer in florida oh okay okay, okay. I, I was more worried about the alligators than the weather when i was down there i, I kept telling andy you know i'm I don't want to throw a reserve and land in the the chompers of an alligator. So <laughs> yeah. I was worried about that, but, you know, we didn't have any problems with the alligators there. Now, uh, this you, video is kind of a compilation of uh, videos I've made in 2021. It's kind of
3: cool. Yeah, you're laughing about that, but that is one of the main reasons I don't want to go down to Florida to take an SIV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really? He's not. Really? He's not. Yeah, I just yeah. know something about landing in fresh water in Florida. You know? But, yeah. No.
4: Yeah, Sean, do you mind if I take the screen share for a second if I can figure yeah. out how to do it? Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. one one of the days we were down um, at the SIV, we were at this LZ. So you have to you have to you know, take the boat, you know, depending on the wind direction, there's different um, LZ that you know you launch from. And this day we had a surprise on the LZ. So I'm gonna screen share and see if I can <laughs> make
2: this bigger. Is so that's in.
4: That's Andy's dog and a dead alligator at our LZ. Wow. I'm not sure if this is YouTube friendly, but you can see it's missing two of its legs. So this was not a pleasant experience to see. <laughs> uh, when I'm about to throw a reserve into the same water. <laughs> wow! <laughs> but wow. Um, you know, I'm from Michigan. I don't know a whole lot about uh, alligators and you know their 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 hobbies and what they do in the water. But uh, if you land in the middle of the lake, it sounds like there's not a lot of alligators around there. So. Yeah, I know they doesn't.
3: respond to thrashing. Like things thrashing. I in the was water thrashing out. So in the water. <laughs> air motor is
4: thrashing. Well, that would count. Yeah, I'll I'll stop the screen share, but yeah. That wasn't a pleasant sight. <laughs>
0: well, that's cool. Um, any other anything else that we want to talk about the SIV before we move on to anything else?
3: I'll, I'll say one more thing about that. And this wasn't until Bad Apples, just this recent Bad Apples, where I sat in on uh, uh, Andy Fuller's, um, you know, his uh, SIV clinic. I just assumed that when someone, we talk about SIVs all the time, you know, have you gone to an SIV? Have you gone to an SIV? But I always figured that an SIV was something you went to and you went up and you saw the wing and learned how to recover it. And that's kind of what i pictured an SIV as being you know uh, but it wasn't until the the bad apples where Andy was explaining that no it's kind of like a progression you know you, there's stages to an SIV you don't they don't just you know throw it all at you at once so um, that made it a whole lot more uh, interesting to me more palatable for sure
0: yeah and and the thing is too uh, you go there and you do what you want to do you know it's like you tell Andy it's like you know I want to just learn big ears and when i was down there we had one guy that that's all he did for the entire day was to learn big ears you know so i mean you don't have to go there and throw down and do barrel rolls you know you go there to figure out you know it's like collapses you know and the collapses that you want to do so it's all very uh tailored to you personally you know how many hours of a i mean what kind of hours uh, are you as far as a pilot you know do you have 100 hours Are you? pretty new and he'll tailor it to you and your experiences so um i found it very very fun entertaining and uh amazing uh do we have any other questions in the chat anybody
2: yeah. well there is uh questions but it, it kind of takes it off topic but uh, what clients have you been to
4: yeah, so I, I, I've i been sticking around Michigan. Uh, I've only I've been flying for three years, but I've only been to four fly-ins. Uh, I went to um, the Fly My PPG fly They do a little fly-in uh, in western Michigan. A lot of the students from that school show up. I went to that one twice. Um, it's at a little RC field and surrounded by farmland, so it's a great place to be. Um, I went to Northport last year. Um, you know, in, in Michigan, we use our hand as a map, so Um, It's up in the Traverse City area. This is Michigan. Lindy's also from Michigan, so she's doing the same thing, but um, I did did Northport up there, which is beautiful. It's right by a state park. It's a beautiful sandy beach. You know, the airport is um, beautiful airport and it's, it's pretty um, rural. So there's not a lot of uh, civilization nearby. So you get a lot of, you know, places you can fly. Uh, It's right on Lake Michigan. So you get a little bit of altitude and you can go to the beach and just fly a sandy beach for, you know, dozens of miles. So I did that one last year. I'm planning on going again this year. I think it's in August. And I went to Torchport a few weeks ago. um, And that's in a similar area. It's in Northwest Michigan. And that was great. Uh, I got to see Lindy do a tandem. And, you know, for those of you who weren't there, uh, you'll hear Lindy before you see her. You know, you'll you'll hear someone (laughs) above you going, woo! the whole time and I'm like what, who is that you know I, I do that I do that too in the sky but um, sure enough it was Lindy doing a tandem and that was a it was great to see yeah uh,
1: you heard me yell I did it I did it I was like a little kid up there
2: yeah that's <laughs> awesome I there was actually another question regarding the SIV I think you answered it already though did you use your wing during the art the SIV at all?
4: Yeah, so I have have two wings. Uh, I have the Ozone Mojo and a BGD uh, Luna. Um, For the SIV, I only used the Mojo. And I also used one of Andy's gliders, his uh, U-turn Emotion for uh, the full stalls. I wanted to use his glider for the full stalls. Um, So we just used those two gliders. I tried one of his other gliders, but I had a mishap inflating it and went, you know, 10 feet into the lake. (laughs) So. I decided against using that glider again. That was just my bat. I didn't know how to uh, inflate it, but
0: yeah, yeah. Wet, wet wings are really hard to inflate and get up there. Um, yes, did, did you? Did you? Um, I know that Fly Swamper asked. You know, what is the temperature cutoff for flying? I don't remember. Did you actually say that?
4: No, sorry, I didn't answer that question. Okay. Um, so I'm in Michigan. You know, it gets up to like 100 degrees um, typically in the summer. Is pretty much the high. And in the winter, sometimes it goes down to like negative 40 degrees if it's a freak winter storm. So there's quite a huge temperature range here. Um, I, I, t- I try to fly, you know, 40, 45 degrees and up. Um, in my experience, if I fly any colder, um, it's just not a pleasant experience. You know, I get the, the bug to go fly if it's been, you know, months and months since I've flown last. So I'll try to go fly. But um, my winter flights are typically not very long um i i do have an extensive background snowboarding so i have all the warm weather gear and gloves and all that stuff but uh, i just i don't know i, I get cold up there because you know it's below freezing uh it's it's very cold and you're not really in clo- you're just out in the open and you have you know 30 miles an hour wind going by you constantly you get pretty cold pretty quick but i know a handful of people that uh, fly in the winter and they they enjoy it it's beautiful seeing the snow that's for sure and there's a lot less rotor because the trees don't have any leaves, so that's a, that's a perk of it too.
0: What's the coldest that you actually flown then?
4: Uh, probably like mid thirties, I think.
0: Okay, so you did try it, and you're like, no, that's just too cold. And forty-five is your 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 cutoff then, probably.
4: Yeah, I did it enough to know I don't want to try it too much ever again. You know, some of my friends are like, "Come on, let's go flying and." I just say no until it warms up a little bit you know I, every every uh, winter I try to make a trip down to Florida so this year um, I went I did you know Skylab down in Lake Wales I um, went to aviator and got to see some of the aviator guys I've uh, talked to on social media and then I went down to Wachula to um, visit my instructors at the uh, they, they do a class with one of the adventures down there so It's always nice to see those guys and get a couple of flights in down there. I think this is in Florida.
0: How many pictures do you have of your feet when flying? Matter of fact, um, uh, everybody in the super chat, how many pictures do you think? I know it's hard to actually tell. How many pictures of your feet do you have of flying? Uh, Post that number in the super chat. And I'm going to ask Jeremy, what what do you think? How many feet pictures do you have of flying?
4: I have quite a bit. I don't know the number, but you know, usually every flight I try to take one. So I'd say maybe a hundred of them. Um, unfortunately, no one wants to buy pictures of my feet on the internet, so <laughs> <laughs> there's not a market for that. <laughs> but uh, uh, I try to take one every flight. So
0: that is so awesome. Yeah, I think that's the uh, that's the picture that most people take is the pictures of their feet when flying. Lindy. Did you get one of your feet when flying your tandem?
1: No, I wish. But they, I, I didn't take my phone up with me, you know, because the first time flying up there, I really didn't know what to expect. So, um, yeah, I, I didn't bring a phone up there. Um, maybe next time, but knowing me, I would probably get so excited with that, I would drop it, and that would be good.
4: Yeah. Hey, Lindy. Just on um that note, um if you guys can see behind my phone, I have this little like ring loop. So oh, yeah. when I'm when I'm flying, I shove my finger in here, and it's, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't leave this room cool. until it's back in my pocket. So do it's a great fly, thing to have.
0: So you fly with that in your hand all the time? I mean, you have your throttle in one hand and your phone in the other. Is that what you do?
4: No. So the Parajet Maverick oh. has a pocket on one side, so I put it in the pocket. But uh, I, I you know, squeeze the throttle, I move the throttle in my right hand, the pockets on the left side, I'll take it out and take pictures of whatever I want. And then uh, it's just nice to, you know, have something to prevent it coming out of your hand. You know, I see some people on YouTube that just hold it like this. And that, yeah,
1: if, you, yeah. if you drop
4: your phone, it's gone. You're not finding yeah. it. You know, I've tried to find things I've dropped before and, and they're gone. <laughs> you can't find them.
0: That's what air tags are for. Air I tag have an AirTag
4: in my paramotor, yes, but uh, I don't have it on my phone, no. Yeah.
3: yeah I...
1: Well, that's a good idea.
3: Yeah, and you don't even, it's not, it's not just dropping it, you know, while you're flying. I mean, you could drop stuff in grass while you're setting up, yeah. it's impossible to find stuff.
1: I've uh, heard of that, too. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see that happening. There are getting ready. Get up in the air. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> where's my phone?
2: There was a video playing a few moments ago and it showed you flying around the balloon. Now that's something that I haven't had the privilege to do yet, but how was that?
4: Yeah, so um, I'm in Metro Detroit. It's a pretty populated area. Um, There's a handful of people with balloons. I've flown around balloons a handful of times. Um, In this specific video, this guy didn't really care to see me. He was on the phone with somebody. But there's been other times where, um, you know, people are doing tours on balloons and they're paying money to ride in a balloon with someone. And those people are just ecstatic to see you. They think it's the coolest thing because they're way up there, that I'm way up there. But uh, I think it's important to note that, you know, you're flying a essentially a lawnmower and, you know, they don't want to hear that while they're enjoying their peaceful balloon ride. So I just try to do a pass and wave and leave them alone. I think this video on the screen right now is um, the people that was really happy to see me. And um also note when you're flying around balloons, don't fly over them. You know, they're hot air balloons, there's a hole in the top and there's hot air coming out the top. So that's not a good thing to fly over.
0: Uh, fly like you can that, fly around they, them. Not only like that, but you they can uh, uh jet up really super quick, faster than you could get out of the way. So yeah, I'm glad that you mentioned that. So if you guys do see hot air balloons while you're flying and you want to go fly, don't fly over them. Uh <laughs> They could they could come up a hundred feet and just smack you. They, it's incredible how fast they can um, gain altitude once it put on that burner.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I uh, uh, balloon pilot said the same thing, that you can come as close as
4: you want, just don't fly
3: directly over or directly under us.
4: Yeah, I know. In this picture, um, all the civilizations in front of me. There's there's not a congested area below me. So if anyone's looking at that. Don't fly over people or buildings. Don't do that. But you can fly next to it.
0: <laughs> That's one good thing that we got. We can fly next to things. Mm-hmm. Walmarts. You know, you can fly next to a Walmart and uh you can land right next to Walmart, go in there and get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich like Anthony Vella did.
4: <clears throat> yeah, I saw that video. It's messy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I, I guess, tell us about your, your cross countries. You do some small cross countries. You said something about uh, um, islands that you hop to.
4: Uh, I haven't, I haven't uh, landed on the island, but, you know, I've flown and landed and gotten an ice cream before and then took off. Um, I've flown from, you know, an airport to an island and flew around the island and then came back. Um, our airport, uh, we normally fly out of my little group, um, has quite a few people that fly there, and um, we're able to do a pretty big loop around it, and that's always a fun little XC flight, but uh, nothing too far. I'd like to do that in the future. You know, one of my instructors, Mike Cotter, is a big cross-country guy, and, you know, he he does a handful every year, I think, and I'm going to try to tag along for one of them.
0: So what kind of uh, flying do you like to do? Are, are you low and slow? Or are you um, up high and check out everything um, from what it looks like on your on um, the stuff that you post, do you like low and slow? And
4: uh, I like to actually be up high and look at stuff. You know, it's, it's pretty cool um, flying up high. You know, I used to, you know, live in um, south of Chicago, and I met a group of guys over there, and it's cool to um, get some altitude. And, you know, you can look at the skyline from pretty far away. You can see it. You know, I can see the Detroit skyline on a pretty clear day. Uh, i used to live in cleveland so i could see the cleveland skyline when i flew in ohio um, but um, i say typically I like to go up high and just kind of look around enjoy the scenery um, i do try to dabble in flying low and you know around trees and stuff like that but um, i'm trying you know typically up high
0: all right that's interesting yeah i um, i'm kind of cross-country fly up high type of thing too um, I've been looking and you have lots of feet pictures. I think you might have more than 100 feet pictures like you thought. So, is this Yellow the island Nike. that you're talking about out here?
4: I'm trying to get a Nike sponsorship. Uh, <laughs> <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> there uh, you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is an island. So, it's funny that um, little uh, river on the left side, um, the right island is the United States, the left island is Canada. So, um, you can't use that as an out you know if you if you had a motor out here i can't go to that uh, island on the left because it's a different country um but yeah if you if you flip around the couple posts around this post you can see um different pictures of the island um it's you know the north end of lake saint Clair. there's not a lot of good uh, lz's there um this is actually a different island so uh yeah it's this is uh, near detroit it is funny on on um the section, the section the sectional chart it's just this island, you can't go anywhere besides this island, so
1: is that it's a Bell very Isle rich- or something is that Bell Isle? Uh,
4: yeah, that is yeah.
1: So, so do I know am I like a Detroit girl? Yeah
4: you are a Detroit girl, yep, that's yeah, that's it. They,
1: oh, so they wouldn't let you fly over Belle Isle
4: then Yeah, you can fly over Belle Isle, but oh, you yeah can? The, uh, the the sectional chart you, you can't really leave Belle Isle, you know you have
2: uh,
4: oh. Canada on one side and then you have. Yeah um the detroit city airport um yeah. pretty much their, their airspace is class d i think or, and it well, you don't um, want to was fly right to the, the
1: you don't want to fly over the detroit zoo that wouldn't be good
4: i live right by the detroit zoo that's pretty far Do away you? From yeah, yeah but you don't
1: want to you know you don't want to play over there and land somewhere and the lion's done or something you know
4: <laughs> i'm more worried about the alligators than the lions <laughs>
2: yeah that too.
1: that too. oh my gosh so, are you uh jeremy are you going to wisconsin
4: uh i've been to wisconsin before i've never i mean are you there. going to the fly ins i don't i'm probably fly? not i uh i typically only stick around in michigan uh, there's a couple of fly-ins i wanted to go to that are just outside michigan but okay. um yeah it's quite a hike for me and you know I, i've got work and stuff to
1: do yeah. yeah i hear you that's yes yeah. jay so- are putting that on um know, real quick to to... Be-
0: before we continue um uh, i think there's a couple of uh, questions uh jim or will
3: yeah you got uh what cameras are
4: you using uh so i use my phone quite a bit um i also have a gopro on my helmet i've got a gopro hero 7 silver and then i bought a gopro uh, hero 9 i think it's black or just the nine. Um, and then I bought the wide lens for it, so that's kind of cool. Like, gives you like a bigger POV. But I'm I'm not like a photographer or anything. I just like to take videos and share them with my friends and family on Instagram.
3: And how are how's the reliability on, on both of those?
4: I've noticed yeah. in the cold, they're not they don't do very good. But uh, other than that, besides being cold, um, they do just fine. You have to. I got a big SD card sometimes my sd card fills up i I try to film in 1080 um but you know if you have film in higher quality it'll fill up pretty quick
0: my paramotor is faster
4: (laughs) yeah i post i post some goofy stuff you can see my my instagram handle on there you know i i think everyone is just trying to be cool on social media so i'm just trying to pretend to be cool too
0: (laughs) that's so funny um did you want to talk about your training and how you liked it and how many flights you got in?
4: Yeah. So I, I trained in May of 2019 at Fly My PPG. Uh, it was Mike Cotter, Justin Fox, and Bob Harris. Um, we had a class of uh, six people. So two t- two students to one instructor. Um, they had a great curriculum. They follow, you know, a lot of the syllabuses that some of the other big schools do. Um, they start off with like baby steps. It's kind of a good transition. So you do a lot of kiting. Um, you do ground school during the day. Um, you do towing. So I think towing is a great initial, um, thing to do before you, you know, get a motor on and fly, you know, it helps you build, um, skills with launching and landing without the complexity of a motor on your back. So I had, you know, a handful of toes and then, um, the weather wasn't great when we were there, but we got in ten flights. I think everyone got in all their flights in one day and then maybe the next morning we got a lot of flights in. So um, ten flights was pretty good. I felt like I was um, ready to you know fly on my own. Um I did come back, I think the next weekend after or when it, when my motor arrived, I came back and I you know got a couple of flights in with my new motor. Um, I was training on a Nitro, but I ended up buying an Atom eighty. So they helped me out with, uh, you know, how to tailor my launches for a smaller motor. But I felt good there. Um, they're great, great instructors. I think if anyone's interested in, you know, learning and if you're in the Michigan area, uh, Mike Cotter, Bob Harris do a great job with Fly My PPG. Um, Justin Fox has his own school, Leading Edge, and he partnered with Alexis Quintana. And they're both great instructors, too.
0: That was really awesome. Um, now you did have some motor outs. You said in the pre-show, you want to tell us about your motor outs and your uh, mistakes.
4: Yeah. So my um, I've actually only had one, and it was more of an intentional motor out. So um, I was, you know, flying around, and I heard a, a loud whack, and my whole motor kind of torqued one way. So I've never experienced that before. So I wasn't sure what that was. And, you know, if something weird happens to your motor like that in the air, it's probably time to land and check it out. So I ended up killing the motor and, and landing. And sure enough, my airbox fell off and uh, went through the prop. Um, the prop actually didn't take much damage at all, which I was impressed with. Um, so I, I landed in a soccer field. There's a complex of like 10 soccer fields. And I picked, you know, the chunk that had the fewest people. Um, and I landed and I looked at my motor and like, well, airbox is missing. So that's what it fell off. And then all the dads swarmed over and they're like, Oh, that's so cool. What is this thing called? How do you do this? I'm like, man, it's broken. Hold on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> were, you ever, were you able to find your airbox or was it just gone?
4: It was just gone. So I actually went back and looked and it, it, it came off over a forest. You know, like I said, I, I, I try to have a GoPro on over, um, every flight I do and, I was able to go on Google maps and kind of map out where I think it landed. And it, it was just in some forest and it, it's gone. So yeah,
0: definitely can't find anything in a forest, like a air box. That's crazy.
4: Yeah. And you, and you mentioned mistakes. I can talk about some mistakes i made. You know, I, I would probably go for the whole show on this. Um, I would say that, you know, I've made a lot of the same mistakes everyone else has made. You know, when, you, when you're first learning how to fly, your, your landings um, aren't the prettiest. You have a lot of, you know, how do I time the brakes? How do I pull the brakes? You know, you come in too quickly, come in too slowly. So, you know, I've fallen on my face on landing. I've landed on my butt. I've, uh, you know, sat down too early on launch and ended up slotting my butt, you know, for 30 feet. Um I've only damaged my propeller from the airbox falling off. Um I actually had an aborted launch. And I made the mistake of walking backwards towards the glider while the propeller was, you know, spooling down from um being turned off and I got a line wrapped around it a couple times and um that was a pain. I had to replace that line. Um I've I've made a couple of bigger mistakes, you know, like I was telling you guys in the pre-show, I, I crashed into my car once. I think that's quite a good story. So I can spend some time on that if you like. Um, I was down in Wachula and I was interested in getting another glider, adding another glider to uh, my quiver. So I have the Mojo, which is a great beginner glider. I can still get a lot of use out of a Mojo. I think a lot of pilots, you know, even if they've got more years than I do, can probably still you know, learn new things on a mojo, but I wanted another glider, um, for XCs, uh, you know, a mojo is a very slow glider. Um, this, this video you have right now is one of my first, um, landings. So you're getting pretty much near the beginning of my Instagram account. Uh, but yeah, this is like flight three. Um, so yeah, I'm in, I'm in, sorry, I'm in Wachula and I'm, you know, interested in flying a new glider. I have friends that have a Luna. So I'm like, okay, I want to try out the Luna. My instructors, Mike and Justin, one had a 23-meter Luna, had a 20-meter Luna. And I wanted to demo it that morning. So I did a little bit of kiting, you know, got a good feel for it. And it was a zero wind day. I have a Luna 23. I'm flying an Atom 80. I'm probably a little bit too big for the Atom 80. And it's a morning and the ground's all wet. So I got those wet Luna and zero mile an hour winds. And I've got you know, a whole gaggle of people above me going for an X C, and they're just waiting for me to launch. And I blow one, two, three launches, and uh, the people I was with are like, you know, if you can't launch on this one, let's let's call it. I'm like, okay, that's a good idea, and they gave me some advice. And I've only this is my old hedgehog, so you're you're at the end of my Instagram account. <laughs> but uh, I uh, was trying to launch a Luna like a mojo. So my mojo needs a lot of A's to launch. And I was trying to launch Luna the same way. I kept getting frontal collapses, way too much A's. So I took off for the, you know, my fourth launch, I think. And the glider's above my head. I'm checking the wingtips. Looks good. Inflation's good. Adding throttle, running, running, running. Well, while that happened, I pivoted probably 20 degrees. And instead of having this nice clear area, I'm going right at my car. And I get off the ground. I pull a little right brake to avoid hitting my car and I just turned just enough just to hit the side of it. So let me see if I can find the, the result of that. You know, a lot of mistakes were made there. You know, don't don't continue with the launch if you're not pointed in a clear area. <laughs> um, if you hit something, come in and land. I ended up going on the XC flight. So I thought it just hit the frame, but I, I checked the propeller and the tip of it just, just got damaged a little bit. But uh, let me scroll through my pictures here and see if i can find that for you guys i felt like such an idiot you know learning a new glider launching it after three or four failed attempts and no win and it's all wet and that was not a good recipe for success there guys so at least it was your own car man yeah it's funny i got in the air i I texted one of the guys i'm like hey just so you know that's my own car (laughs) i didn't hit someone else's car I ended up. Uh, I'm sorry, I I'm was still trying to find it, but I ended up uh, taking the mirror off the car, and I have two prop strikes on the uh, on the mirror, and then one on the side of the car. And I'm almost there. There it is. So I'm gonna screen share for you guys. All right.
1: You are not a stunt flyer. You so you can, can see. That. Oh lord!
4: I, oh my! I God. felt like an idiot. This is not pretty. So. I'm lucky that it was just it was just the propeller. I didn't hit this. The frame didn't hit this. It was just the prop. So you can see, um, there's damage to my door here.
0: Glad you didn't hit that uh, glass.
4: I actually did. If you look, there's a couple prop strikes that are fairly oh. noticeable
3: oh, right wow. there.
4: And I took the mirror off too. Yeah. you went.
3: You went to. You went on the cross
4: country. Yeah. It, Looking back, that was a dumb decision. I should have came in and checked out the motor. But in my mind at the time, you know, I thought it was the frame It this hit. I thought I just barely, you know, hit the car with the frame. And typically with propeller damage, there's a lot of vibration. You know, it feels weird and you can hear it too. So I was like, well, I probably just hit the frame. You know, I went to idle, looked back, the propeller looked completely intact. I wish I had a picture to show you guys, but just the tips of it just had a little bit of damage. I actually, still have the propeller and use it as a backup. So just some super glue baking soda and you can sand it down and repair it just fine. But uh, I might have been sick with worry, you know, my uh, car. and be
3: like, oh my God.
4: Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know it was this bad at the time. I'm like, you know, it took me this long. I want to demo this wing. I'm up here, let's demo this wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I want to see if I can find the video for you guys right now. Um, the video, it's uh, filmed by someone that was helping me out. And they uh, were more worried about me um, in the direction I was going than um, keeping the video on me the whole time. So you'll 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 see it just fairly gets the end of it. And if you look closely, you can see the mirror um, flipping around in the air. So again, this is this is a uh, multiple failed launches. Lucky Wet no Wet way! Beautiful sunrise Atomating. though. A little bit of left pressure there you can see and then i just barely hit it oh so right yeah there right there not a pleasant thing to do but if i can you see it you see it rolling around the mirror <laughs> 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 i thought i barely got it Dang. i felt so dumb but yeah so um you know lessons learned don't <laughs> fly into your car aboard <laughs> car. Don't fly <laughs> <into your> car. <laughs> abort a board of launch if you're not happy with it you know try and, explaining uh,
3: that to your insurance agent
4: i just yeah. super glued it back on i actually put a band-aid on the car so i i kept it i wanted to keep it um damaged to remind myself of you know this sport you, you know you're, you're essentially a sack of meat flying around and you're not the strongest thing you're very fragile so you want to remind yourself that you know mistakes happen and you want to learn from them so
0: where were you got- trying where were you trying to take off i mean you i mean <laughs> this way this way
4: <laughs> to the right of this windsock that way uh, so i turned quite a bit left it's a lot better than hitting this right here as you can tell this would have been miserable but yeah i took off and i slalomed these campers at you know wow. six or seven in the morning good morning person flying <laughs> right next to you but it wasn't a pleasant thing to do so learn from my mistakes. I, I try to learn from everyone else's mistakes. I see them on the Facebook group. I see them on YouTube, but sometimes I have to contribute to the pool of mistakes and this is my contribution.
1: No, that's awesome. I'm glad that you put that on there. Cause that's, that's what the show's about, Jerry. It's about everybody learns from everybody, you know, and I'm glad you put that out there because that happened, you know, and you didn't get hurt. Nobody got hurt. Well, your vehicle but you know you can replace that but um yeah
0: play play or, that whole play that whole video again please
1: yeah the funny the funny I thing is if, it. I, it. if
4: i pulled left brake i probably would have swung away from my car <laughs> but uh <laughs> um, object my
0: fixation
4: my brain said dodge when <inaudible> it should have said running,
1: stop running. run for run
0: i can't believe he didn't follow you for the takeoff
1: yeah
4: yeah
2: it's I okay
1: okay here we go oh
0: well he just beautiful. did not want to video you going around all that stuff <laughs> but it was yeah. a good sunset or sunrise yeah
4: beautiful but yeah, that's, that's one of the mistakes i've made I, I think it's probably the biggest mistake i've made um in flying you know i try to be very aware of power lines of decision making of weather you know I, I could probably tell you a, a good a good choice i made um i was flying with some friends if, if you want to move on to something else but uh, I was flying with some friends in Michigan, and the weather was questionable. And we we took off for a little XC flight, and we we get you know to this area, and it's it's pretty turbulent, pretty rowdy. And we turn around, and uh, one of the guys decides to land in a school. Um, this is someone that has quite a few motor routes, so I thought it was a motor route at the time. Um, but yeah, he started packing up. I'm like, okay, he's gonna stay there, and I headed back to the uh, the airport. And the weather just wasn't a good time. So I fly for fun. I don't fly to fly. So I wasn't having fun and I didn't think getting back to the LZ was a good idea. So I put it down in a farm field and I ended up hitchhiking back to my car (laughs) and then I drove back to my gear. So if you don't like the weather, you know, you're the pilot in command. No one's making you fly. So you can always land wherever you want. So I landed in a farm field hitchhiked to my car um the guy was like are you okay like what are you doing over here what is that butt fan thing i'm like well weather's bad i just wanted to land and he drove me to my car and i drove back to my gear and no one stole it so that's a good good day
0: there you go looks like fly swamper has a bunch of questions um yeah jim or will
2: yeah there was a question There was talking about mistakes, and you've kind of been talking about that. What's the most recent mistake or failure to maintain motor,
4: your motor, lately? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the full question. Is it related to a motor problem or just a mistake in general?
2: What's the most recent mistake or failure to maintain your motor?
4: Uh, I would say this is also a a dumb decision I made, but um, again, you're piloting command and these are decisions you have to make. Um, I I intentionally flew with a broken kill switch for a flight. Um, My kill switch on my throttle uh, went bad and I was at a flying and I wanted to fly and it was beautiful. Everyone else was flying. And I was confident in um, the weather at the time, in addition to my landing abilities and, um, landing with the motor running you know I've done a lot of touch and goes uh, the motor's running for those so I, I took off and flew and landed and I had a buddy uh, I fly a clutched atom 80 so the propeller doesn't spin but I had a friend come over and pull the spark plug off and you know you have to be very cognizant of not touching the throttle at all when someone's you know going for your spark plug so um, that is probably a bad decision but at the time I wanted to fly <laughs>
2: Right. And, and there's another question. What's the scariest situation you've ever found yourself in while paragliding?
4: I was going to say the full stalls during Skylab, but that's paragliding. Um, I would say that this is kind of kind of lame, but one time I saw an object, the same altitude as me on the horizon, not moving. And typically that means it's coming at you. Um, so that scared me quite a bit, very quickly. And I got I lost altitude. But I eventually realized it was just someone's like holiday or birthday party helium balloon floating in the sky. It was pretty close, but that scared the heck out of me.
0: <laughs> Did you try to grab the balloon?
4: I tried to get pretty close to it, but I was like, is that an airplane? No, that's not an airplane. Is that, you know, something else? Is it aliens? Uh, it was just a, a party balloon. But that was a very scary experience.
0: I would have said alien and just stuck with that. <laughs> <laughs> or at least stuck with the ufo thing it's like hey it's unidentified it's flying it's there i don't know uh that's pretty awesome uh do we hit all the uh questions so far there
2: is another question but i think you've pretty much answered that that was nick griffith asked what's your go-to wing
4: it's hard i I have two wings and i've really only flown those two gliders i have a ozone mojo and a bgd luna Two. And just depending on the day, depending on what I'm trying to do, depending on the weather. Um, yeah, if I'm trying to go up there and attempt some acrobatic stuff, you know, I'm getting into wingovers, um, or as Bill Dolbo from Skylab would say, wingy dingies, because they're not real full wingovers or just little wingovers. Um so if I'm doing stuff like that, I'll use the mojo. Uh, if I want to go, you know, low and slow, the mojo is great. Um, If I'm going on like an XC flight or flying with friends, the Luna is great because I'm typically the fastest person in the sky with the Luna two uh, trimmed out. So it just depends, depends on the day.
2: Well, what is your definition of
4: a wing over? Um, I don't know if I have a good definition of it, but um, when you're over the wing and you're, you know, pull brakes and you go like this or go over it, I would say I've definitely like, getting the wingtips below the horizon, there's, there's a couple of videos on my Instagram of probably uh, how big I get, but um, it, it's, it's hard to learn with the Atom 80 and the climb rate for, you know, someone that's six, 180 pounds on an Atom 80. It's definitely uh, not very good of a climb rate. So you don't get a lot of uh, iterations of, you know, attempting wingovers and learning wingovers. I, I think another SIV would help me get better at them but uh, I'm okay with just the little ones I'm doing right now. I'm happy with
0: those. Now You know, I'm 250 ish pounds and I took an Adam 80 up. So, you know, you can't say anything about being 180 pounds and there's not enough thrust for you.
4: I definitely not. Depends on glider size for sure. I saw your, I mean, I got the big
0: old, the big old wing, you got (laughs) the small wing. So I kind of see what you're saying.
4: Yeah. It's definitely hard to launch in no wind. Um, You need to be on your, your a game. Um, If you're, you know, a new pilot watching this and, you're somewhere in between, you know, do I want an Atom 80 or do I want like a Nitro or a Moster or another motor? Uh, I would say if you're thinking about it, just get the bigger motor. Um, there's pros and cons, like the smaller motor, uh, like my Atom 80 has pretty much no vibrations, um, pretty much no torque. It's, it, it weighs lighter, but you uh, lose that in climb rate. You lose that in um, distance to launch, so you'll need to run farther. If you watch Sean's video, you'll see running quite a bit with the Atom 80. Um, and with the bigger motor, you know, you'll, you can have smaller LZs. You can pop off the ground pretty quickly. Um, you can climb a lot faster. It just depends on what you want to do in the sky, in my opinion.
0: Antonio Marzano said, and uh, what size Mojo do you fly?
4: Uh, it's a 24. I think it's their size small. So it's a little bit bigger than the Luna. Uh, I definitely noticed the difference in climb rate and the difference in um, LZ size. I have flown from some pretty interesting LZs that uh, I wouldn't fly the Luna in just because you need maybe a little bit uh, less runway with the uh, Mojo 24 for me.
0: Okay. And it looks like Fly uh, Swamper also asked some uh, a question earlier about what apps, uh, sites, tools, do you and your group use to communicate and do stuff like track each other in flight?
4: I would say we don't really do a whole good job at tracking each other in flight. Um, we have like, you know, iPhone, Android group chats together. So we, we talked to each other quite a bit um, yesterday, you know, in our group, we had someone with the motor route laying on a golf course. So we had to go rescue them, but um, you know, that's just a text message away um, for other communications, we've used Zello before, uh, Z-E-L-L-O. It's like a walkie-talkie app. And there's like little Bluetooth buttons you can get. So if you want to talk to each other, you can put it on your brake toggle and you can push the button to talk and it'll go through your phone and you can have a little walkie-talkie chat with a handful of pilots in the sky. Um, assuming you have a headset able to connect to your phone, I have a SENA 10R, which does a great job at filtering out motor noise. Um. I also, for weather purposes, I use an app called Wind Compass um, in my area. It does a pretty good job. Um, I also use Ryan Carlton quite a bit. And then, you know, I, I have a handful of other ways of looking at weather, you know, the weather app on your phone, uh, Ventusky or Ventusky. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's great. Yeah, um, I,
0: I call it Ventusky too. I don't know what it is, Yeah, I don't <laughs>
4: Those are all great for, you know, weather and um, you know, typically I like to take the average of everything. If it's looking sketchy somewhere else, but not everywhere else, I'll go to the airport and you know, no one makes you fly. So you can always go to the airport and not fly. So um, yeah, a lot of a lot of weather apps, um, you know, Sky Vector is great for sectional charts. You know, we've had a couple of TFRs in the neighborhood. Uh, it's good to know that those exist. Um, I had a friend that was in Illinois who, um, intentionally flew his prayer motor before a TFR was effective. So he was legal. But when he came in and landed, the Secret Service were there just informing him of the TFR that he knew about. So they don't mess around with those TFRs <laughs> at all. So be aware. Be aware of those exist.
0: Absolutely. And one of the things I would like to say real quick too, as far as the TFRs, I'm glad you brought it up. One of the things that I teach the students and I tell everybody, you know, th- that I do, uh, and it seems to help. Is uh, I go to tfr.faa.gov. It's uh, it's it's on my uh, I guess my bookmarks so on my phone. And what I do is I look, and then I take a screenshot. So I have a um, a time stamped thing showing that I did look for TFRs. There's nothing going on. So if one did pop up while I was up there, which would be almost nil, and I did come down Secret Service, like, hey, there's a TFR. So I look. I got a screenshot. It's uh, time-stamped, so I don't know if you guys do that or not, but to me, I think that that might save my butt in the future in case the TFR ever pops up when I'm in the air. Um, also, too, you said something about the uh, sky vector, I think, or something with the sectionals. Do you, you said that you use the fly sky high or the sky fly high?
4: Yeah, I use fly sky high to uh, essentially track, like, you know, where I was, how high I went, speed, if anyone has any problems with, like, me flying in a certain area. I've got a map of where I flew, so I could say, "Hey, I didn't fly over whatever you think I flew over." It's also kind of neat to look at, so I, I like using Fly Sky High.
0: Do you use the the um, the airspace on it? I do. I don't. Oh my god it's amazing you you can see all the different airspace when you get to that airspace it will warn you that there's an airspace coming up if you get to it and you're in the airspace it'll warn you it'll show you on the uh on the thing too that you need to go down 100 feet to be underneath the shelf or something i mean it's really really awesome intuitive and you can you know kind of give it a give it an idea especially if you do some cross countries am i going to be going through something so it's a little bit easier than looking at sectional charts I think. So Yeah, I'll um, have to check it out. It's it's worth the seven, eight, nine bucks or whatever um in-app purchase I think. Me so self. I so I like I,
1: I got a question cuz I I've been hearing you guys talking about cross country flying. So um what why do they call it that? You know what I mean like explain like cross country flying. So what is considered cross country flying like if that's a
0: lingo I need to learn. So Jeremy, um, what is your definition of cross country?
4: Yeah, I, I think it's um, where you fly a far distance away from your LZ. So think of, you know, flying from your LZ, you know, 20 miles away and then coming back or maybe 40 miles away, then landing, refueling and coming back, um, as opposed to a different type of flying where you're just kind of loitering around the same area. Maybe you're just bobbing in and out of farmland okay. um okay. my definition of uh you know cross countries is just kind of flying in one direction looking at stuff um you know, oh, getting,
1: okay.
4: enjoying the views kinda, i, I, like, I like, like looking at stuff
1: kind of like when you're driving and you're going the back road
4: yeah yeah
1: kind of like, like going on
4: a road trip think of it as like a mini road yeah. trip in the sky <laughs>
1: yeah just kind of doing your thing. Your...
0: yeah no, so a, like, a lot of people have different different definitions of a cross country so they have cross country and mini cross country and no land cross country so the no long no land cross country is the one that you like jeremy said you'll go out 40 miles then turn around and come back so you did a long cross country but you never landed and then you have like um, a mini cross country where you go out like you know one to 10 15 20 miles land and then take off and come back and then you have the the long cross countries where you take off go land get gas keep on going to a different destination usually it's like a one day thing then you come back the next day or something like that so there's many different types of cross countries and people might say that you know their cross country is just you know um going a mile that way and then coming back so everybody has a different definition of cross-country if you're in the super chat what is your definition of cross-country i'd like to to see what other people have to say when it comes to cross-countries does
1: anybody want to do a thumbnail Anyone? we
0: probably should do a thumbnail
1: yeah yeah oh hello will welcome back
0: i think will (laughs) will will's the guy to do the thumbnail right
1: yeah
3: we gotta get out of the uh we're in the Whatever spotlight, I
0: think it is. Okay. I mean, I can do one real quick.
3: Well, we're, we're in the spotlight. Well, Maybe it's spotlight. My view Maybe it's my view. Let's yeah. see. Yeah, if you go to the top right, but, click on view, yeah, you can go to
0: gallery. View. There
1: you go. All right. Oh, I see what
0: you're saying. Okay. One, two. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got to put on my glasses.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Not> me.
0: because <laughs> Linda takes <laughs> off hers. Put on mine too. There you go. Oh,
1: no. <laughs> you should do that, Jeremy. That's funny. Yeah,
3: one, two, three. There you go,
0: sweet. Thank I don't know you. why you take your glasses off, Linda. So you take your glasses off. I don't know who you are.
1: Oh, uh, because because they're they're glary. When they're,
0: oh, when they're nobody cares about glary. Yeah, they're glary. We, next time we have, I'll
1: bring my. Son, I'll grab my sunglasses.
0: There you go, and then sing the song. I wear we my sunglasses all, at night. We'll
1: all be like the Blues Brothers next week when we do this. Yeah,
0: I got what really? I got yeah. a pair of um, these uh, Oakleys. These are the um, the the radar. They have the uh, the uh, I guess a, a computer in them or something. Got the little earphones, so running or flying oh. or whatever, it, it'll tell you your altitude and all that stuff too, just by. F-
1: are you kidding?
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. No,
1: you look cool in those.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I know. Yeah, hey, let me show <laughs> I you. What... I know, yeah, you know. Cool. Uh, anybody cool. in the Oakley? Anybody in Oakleys? They look cool. Yeah, let me show you which ones I want.
1: That's
4: I want to buy. <laughs> buy these ones. Look at these.
0: <laughs> that is really nifty. <laughs> I think <laughs> these are the funniest thing I've ever
1: seen.
0: Have you seen Have you seen the uh, the glasses that um, have uh, <laughs> the camera in them? So you can just press a button, and when you're flying, you know, it takes uh, the video of whatever you're seeing. That's something to do, but I don't know if I want to spend. Couple hundred bucks on glasses.
4: Yeah, just put a GoPro on your helmet; you'll be fine.
0: I know, right? Um, we've been talking for an hour and ten minutes. You said that you want to be uh, about an hour and a half for you, which I understand. People got to go to work and and stuff like that. But there's one thing that we haven't talked about yet: your sure, job. Sure. Your job. You said that you're numbers guy, and you said that yeah. you want to talk about numbers versus self training, and uh, what would be the optimal thing to do. So.
4: Yeah, so I, I, I work uh, as a financial analyst for a bank. I do a lot of numbered stuff in my life. Um, for me personally, I'll just kind of tell you my thought process um, back when I was in college trying to figure out how do I fly these butt fans around. Um, so training has a cost. Typically, what is it, 1000 to $3,500, depending on you know where you go, how many instructors there are, if you have to bring your own gear, if they have gear for you. A lot of factors there. Um, so that cost of training may deter some people. You know, a lot of people can learn stuff from YouTube. I've learned how to fix my car from YouTube. I've learned how to cook food from YouTube. Why can't I learn how to fly from YouTube? You know, how hard could it be? Just go up, don't go down. How hard is <laughs> yeah. that? Um, so if you've, you know, been on any of the social media for paramotoring, you'll see a lot of accidents and, and mistakes people make. Um, propellers are not cheap. Carbon fiber propellers are not cheap. Um, so if you self-train, uh, if you try to learn from the internet, uh, it's a lot uh, more likely that you will damage propellers. Uh, you'll break propellers, you have to replace them. Um, you might you know, damage your paraglider, your lines, uh, that costs money. Um, probably the most expensive thing though is, is the likely mistake you'll make of buying the wrong gear. You might buy gear that's not right for you, you know, going to be the wrong size. You might buy a glider that is not something that anyone should fly, you know, Um, you might buy a glider in the wrong size and the wrong skill level. So replacing that um, is expensive Um, in addition to potential injuries that you might have. So just, just try to think of all those potential costs of all those things, you know, they're not guaranteed. Some people self-train just fine. Um, But it's, it's in my opinion, not a good idea, um, not a good financial decision. I think getting instruction is a very good financial decision because paragliding is it's kind of like a dance. You can't really learn to dance from the internet. You have to do it. You have to be shown how to do it. You have to be, you know, practice it with someone that knows what they're doing. You know, you you might be able to self-train with a friend that you know that does it, but Again, a lot of people aren't qualified or, or cut out to be instructing other people, in, in my opinion. So um, I, I think it's just better to you know, spend the money on the class. The gear already costs money anyway. And once you get into paramotor, you're going to spend so much money on stuff that you don't even know you needed, like reserves are about $1,000 brand new. Buying a helmet and making it nice um, probably costs $300, buying all the strobes and the floaties and the chase cams and new throttles and all that stuff, all the gas tanks, that's, that's expensive too. So um, if you are in a position to financially and, and you value, you know, potentially saving money in the long run of broken equipment and wrong equipment, just take a class with somebody, you know, there's lots of instructors on usppa.org. You can see all the instructors there. I think there's a website called Para Yelp that does a pretty good job of um, listing on instructors and their reviews. I think I reviewed my instructors on there. Um, you can always go on the Facebook group and say, hey, I live here. Where should I train at? There's a lot of stuff on YouTube. You, a lot of the wrong stuff sometimes, but there's a lot of stuff on YouTube you can uh, find for guidance for where to train. Those are my opinions. Everyone's different. You might have your own, but those are my
0: Gotcha. Um, looks like in the chat here too, they a couple of people answered the XC thing. Bill H said my definition of an XC is at least twelve miles one way, and uh, Joshua Marsh PPG said ten plus miles. So um, there we go with that. All right. So we were, we've been talking for about an hour and fifteen minutes. Uh, what we can do is we can open up the uh, um, our Zoom. For anybody that wants to join us, they can join us here and chat with us for the next 15, 20 minutes or so. So I'll copy the ID and passcode and a link. So if you do have Zoom, you're able to jump on here and hang with us for a little bit before um, our guest has to leave for the night. Obviously, uh, some people have to work (laughs) <laughs> got to buy new gliders, guys. No. <laughs> I got to work. Got to make that 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 cheddar. Hey, and that's one of the things too, you know, it's like when you first got into this, you know, three years ago, did you think, wow, I'm going to get, you know, um, a, a second wing and I'm going to be able to fly two different wings. You know, I mean, that, that's something that most people don't think about either.
4: Yeah. And, you know, you might not even like paragliding, to be honest. Some people take off when they get in the sky and they don't enjoy it at all. So, if you look at it that way, taking a training class is a lot cheaper than having to buy and sell used gear.
0: <laughs> a lot of a lot of people, a lot of instructors. I know I do too. We have a um, a free day that if you want to just come over and uh, join us, join our class just to see what it's all about. Um, that's a good way of you know getting into the sport. It's like, all right, so what is this all about? What does it feel like? What does it feel like to to try to to kite? You know, I watch. I watch YouTube videos and man, it just looks like it's so easy to to kite kind a of wing. And then the first time you try it, it's like yeah. right on the leading edge. It's like, what did I do wrong?
1: Yeah, look at look at Robert. Robert, you know, he's been a paraglider what since like 2017, and he started you know trying out the paramoting. And he did his first SIV. And um, so, yeah, there's a lot to learn, you know, and it's. I mean, Robert, Robert he, he admits that it's scary, you know, the, the motor thing, when you're not used to that. It's, it's challenging. I mean, he'll do it, but um, I think he prefers the paragliding. Jeremy, do you say you, you did paragliding before? I just on
0: just his this is SIV course. Oh, okay. Only towing, oh, I'd love to do it.
1: Okay, yeah. I, you did that. I'm very proud of you. That's cool. That's scary stuff.
4: Yeah, Yeah. my mom isn't too happy about it, but I thought it was good for the long run of this this hobby.
1: Now you know how I feel when I watch, (laughs) I see Robert on Instagram, he, you know, shares videos, him flying 3,000 feet in the air and and the scary bumps and everything else, you know, hitting all the, whatever you guys all call it. But yeah, yeah, it's,
4: yeah, but but you didn't do it. I'm only 27, and a lot of my flying friends are twice my age, and which they found this oh. hobby in their 20s. So, yeah. I like to stick around and keep flying and enjoy it for as long as I can, and yeah, try to be safe. So
0: that's it why would I be took really that neat. Class. You know, when you're when you're our age, you can say I've been flying for 25 years. Yeah,
4: yeah I've, I've I've met a handful of people I used to fly with that have flown for 25, 30 years, and they just took me under their wing and taught me so much. So yeah. those They're, guys
0: are literally great to have you it. under their wing. Mm-hmm.
1: And you got the whole world ahead of you yet. Look at This one guy
4: had a paraglider that looked like a bald eagle. I thought it was the coolest thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, I'm I'm proud of you. Just, you know, stay safe out there. And you got so much more to learn yet, dude. So much more. (laughs) Thank you. Thank
4: you. Appreciate it.
1: You're doing awesome and you're being smart with your flying, you know. And each time you do little bips, as they call it, or whatever, you just, know you learn from it and move on and just say this you know this happened and then maybe share that story with somebody else and say yeah yeah they happen to me too you know and so that's what's cool about the sport because everybody you know not everybody just flies perfect every time you know it's not like oh look at me I I never make mistakes you know and that's what the sport's about so that's cool. Thank
0: you yeah I agree completely.
1: Yeah. Okay. I
0: the show so um looks like we got a couple of people that are joining us if you if you're able to give us some thumbs up that really helps the show a lot, so let's go ahead and say hello real quick to some people in the chat that's been yapping and I haven't been able to yap sorry about that hot butter productions <laughs> in the house joshua marsh PPG. p p g angela pl- I think she's jumping on right now I know right bill yeah. h- bill h. John Wayne again, Angela Preslick, man, lots of That's people. That's
1: my combo, yeah. Eric,
0: Eric, PPG Lear at PPGlear.com actually is there. Hello. Uh, Fly, uh, Fly Swamper, Nick Griffith, um, Kelby Cox is in the house. What's up, what's up? And I'm scrolling up. I hope I'm not missing anybody. It's hard to see this, even with my old grandpa glasses here it's hard to see. it's it sucks getting old Aaron, i the ppg guy hey 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 <laughs> and Thanks,
1: uh, i love y'all bunches and my viewers
0: paramotor yeah. steve yeah jeremy said something in the chat hey that's awesome how about that
4: yeah if anyone has any questions about anything i talked about you can find me on facebook or instagram i'm happy to Talk about paramotoring, I think we okay. all are.
1: <laughs> well, now, now I know that's you on Instagram because I, you know, I follow you and then I'm now I know I'm like, oh, that's who I'm following. Okay.
4: Yeah, there's there's so many people on Instagram. You know, I, I, I speak Spanish a little bit. There's a lot of people in Central America, South America that fly. There's tons oh, of people cool. in the Middle East and all over the place. I've met all kinds of people like iran has a huge paramotor following over there it's it's crazy oh, so wow. there's a lot to learn from other people and uh, throughout the world
0: so absolutely lift cool. cool. paramotor said i saw someone named cowboy flying right now out near sanford who's that will do you know
3: i don't know cowboy oh. yeah. mm-hmm.
0: that's what lift paramotor said got jason Renaud in the house Uh, William Garland. I'm scrolling up. Sorry if I missed your name, but I'm looking James. And if I missed your name, sorry, say something real quick and I'll I'll say hi to you or just jump on. I mean, my goodness, we're able to chat here. Um, I do have the way the. Oh, there's a couple people, Flying from England Jade and Austin. All right, there we go. We have the waiting room because, unfortunately, some people see that we post the the ID and passcode. They jump on and do some really weird stuff. So, anyway, um, we got the after show. It's officially the after show. Woot, woot. For me, Jeremy. Thank you so very much for joining us. You can stay here as long as you want to. I know that you said that you probably need to drop out at uh 8 30 my time uh, 9 30 your time you got work tomorrow but stay as long as you want to and okay, if you. you need to
4: yeah how'd i do guys is that a good show
0: I, I, let me <laughs> let me think you did absolutely amazing <laughs> it was very entertaining and here it is an hour and a half later so i mean you know if, if we do a show an hour and a half goes by like that it's a good show
2: that's right cool Good show. show.
0: I think you did good, and now we're still streaming, so I mean this is still a live show, but it's still the after show. And if you want to join us, I put the ID and passcode in here, so you know, jump on if you want to. Don't
1: be shy. Hey, you know,
0: now's what now we need the thumbnail. Look at all the peeps that we have. So one more thumbnail, yes. Will, can you do a a thumbnail real quick? You're on mute, so if you're saying something, I I can't Okay. I think he said yes, but, you know, he's on mute.
3: Yeah, but then you wouldn't be able to hear my count.
0: Oh, yeah, I know, right?
3: All right, so, hold on.
0: <laughs> Look at Angela, I got some little clippy there.
3: One, two, three.
0: Yay. Got it. All right, good deal. <laughs> what an amazing yeah, day. Yeah. How many people were able to fly today on the panel here That that's right here? Not our... yeah,
1: me not you
0: angelo did were you able to fly today i can't hear you you're on mute but i think you said no jade you're on mute too were you able to fly today oh you won't be able to fly for for a while right
5: no i'm i'm out for
0: a while (laughs) okay
5: poor girl i'm still learning how to walk
0: gotcha well i'm glad that you're able to jump on and say hi and everything
3: yeah Austin, who was that cowboy you were talking
6: about? Yeah. I don't know. It popped up on my gaggle. Um, it, uh, it said somebody you know is flying. And it said cowboy. The background picture was like a, um, like a mountain range or something. Do you have any idea?
3: Maybe James. Not Sutherland. The other James. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Good question. It's a mystery. It's a mystery.
1: We'll find out sooner or later.
0: You said you said that you were flying and it popped up on your Gaggle. (laughs) So what what what, what app are you using to 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 get everybody up in the air in the same app or whatever?
6: Yeah, so that's that's Gaggle. Um, It's an app called Gaggle. Um, Really? So so that's what they call a group of paragliders. Gaggle. Gaggle.
0: Right, so. really? So I didn't know that they had an app.
6: Yeah, so there's an app called Gaggle. Okay. Oh, wow. um, if I haven't said that already, and um, and so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. You can um, create an account, and uh, it, it's it's kind of like a um, Skyfly High kind of thing, but it's a lot it it's it's a lot more put together. Gaggle flight. And, Um You can do a lot of the same things. You can create like roots and stuff. And, um, it's a little bit easier than like fly sky high. Really? Um, it records all of your stuff. Um, and, uh, you can see other people around you that are flying and you can, um, you can combine flights with people. So if like, Will and I were flying together, um, I can go in and like combine our flight into one, like recording. Um, and um, the other cool thing is, like, if him and I were flying together, I can look at the app, and it would it would show me where he's at. So it's like a live feed of like <laughs> where people are.
0: Really right? cool.
6: Yeah. And you can just like skyfly high. You can replay it,
3: but there's there's a word of warning to that. If you're not if you're sharing it, you're sharing it with the public for the most part. I mean, anyone had a gaggle account, so yes, okay. yeah remember that but it's a really cool app
0: so when you're flying um it'll pop up that you are flying in the area is that how that works yeah Yeah, that is so cool i did not know see and that's that's why i think it's great to do these type of podcasts to get people together and find out things because you know i've been where you guys know about this 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 is awesome
1: that right yeah, right. I gotta tell Robert about that one. I don't know; he might not even know about that.
0: And you can record your flight. It says import. Can you import from Skyfly High?
6: I don't think you can do that yet, but I think they're working on that.
0: Ah, you can ah. export. What's
6: that? You can export though.
0: Is that what you can it? export from your Skyfly High and then import it to the?
3: You can export from Gaggle in a gpx but i've not been able to get it to import into like garmin uh-huh. even though right. they say they'll take gpx files so um, okay i'm sorry what do you use well what do i use for what for flying what app who's talking Who <laughs> <me>? <laughs> Tony, I don't oh, oh okay i got you I use for the most part. I just use the Garmin watch, you know, and just double tap and it starts recording. But um, like Austin said, gaggle super easy because you just start it. I mean, and then it knows when you launch. It knows when you land. Um, wow! You,
2: you have
6: to hit
3: record though, don't you, Austin?
6: Yeah, yeah. You, you do have to hit record, but you can you can record like as you're setting up. So and then it won't actually start until.
0: Until
3: does fly, anybody fly use like GP Flyer? Seven. You ever heard of GP Flyer? No, I've heard of guy, I haven't used it. GP Flyer?
0: Yeah. yeah, I downloaded that and I used it a couple times, but I, I, a, I tend I tend to always thousand. go I tend to always go to the uh, the Skyfly High. Yeah. The
2: gaggle does it produce the IGC files?
3: I think what? that's one of the one of the ways you can uh, it records export. it records a lot of your flight everything I, is gonna... that what you're talking about the export Jim yes that's what I'm talking about yes I, I'm pretty sure I know it's GPX and then the other one which is is a really popular one which that would mm-hmm. probably be the IP, whatever IGC yeah so I mean check it out tomorrow night uh, we're going to be talking about that too on tomorrow night show tech talk gaggle, Oh, well, it's TikTok. I like TikTok.
4: <laughs> uh, TikTok's great, man. No, JP, TikTok. JP Tulo. Oh. <laughs> never mind.
1: JP Tulo rocks.
4: JP Tulo posts some funny stuff on TikTok if you have it, It's funny, uh, so. Uh, I've
2: never heard of him. He's a busy guy
1: right now. But, you know, he does, I guess he does all that driving, you know, for Napa or whatever, delivering stuff. So hard to get him on here. But when he's on here, I'm always happy, girl. Sam, what
0: you cooking?
1: If you're listening. uh, I got a
0: New York strip with a little (laughs) au
2: Is Riverfoot Cassidy lift paramotor?
0: What? No, that's Austin.
2: Oh, that's you. Okay.
0: I just have one of these awesome shirts to wear.
2: Gotcha. (laughs) There you go.
3: Yeah. Yeah, what's
6: the shirt you're wearing there, Austin? This is just a. This is nothing special. It's just a tea company. They're a client of mine. It's mind. Starbucks Trader. <laughs> Starbucks. So does Lyft
2: paramotor pay well? <laughs> Do they pay well? They they they
4: pay all right so far. they pay okay?
2: Oh, well, I'm wondering if we. What's Jade's sport? Up,
4: uh... I want to see Jade's t-shirt. What's she wearing? Oh, well, she's oh never. Mind. <laughs>
1: Jade can't move well. Paramotor. Girl, to fly. Woo! Right.
5: Are you still in pain, Jade? I am. Oh, no. That's yeah.
0: Fine. How long has it been?
5: Tomorrow okay. will be two weeks. Oh.
0: Two weeks. Okay, my they mom... Didn't, they didn't give you the good
5: <laughs> No.
0: My mom is thinking about uh, getting her knee replaced, but she got the cortisone shot, so every time that I... Uh, I hear somebody that got their knee replaced. I talked to them to, you know, find out from the horse's mouth, you know. Mom, this is what she said. Hey, mom, are you watching? Uh this is Jade here. Uh she's got her knee replaced.
3: Yeah, but well, she's also had what? Seven surgeries before this? Yeah. That's
5: Wednesday I... I go meet with the surgeon and I do remember him when he was releasing me the next day that saying it was all mushed up and it was, I was due for a new knee. So, so i um, last night I couldn't sleep. So I was, I uh, searched on TikTok for knee replacements. Cause I was kind of afraid to watch it beforehand to see what they do. And I had a robot actually do the, the cutting and everything. And it was pretty interesting. I was going to tr- uh, share it on my Facebook page. Maybe later it was like an animation of the robot attaching to my shin, which is that oh, wow. your pain? It's like they drilled it into my shin bone. A robot did this. Yeah, hmm. and then they oh. anchor. First they start serving our fast
3: food now? they they're working on us. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Totally.
5: They anchor it down on my shin and then into my quad, and then oh. make the slices and oh. then they cut the bone. And <laughs> so nice. I was able to watch a little bit of it last night.
6: Oh, <laughs> oh no no. And you got
3: somebody cooking right now, licking his fingers. <laughs>
1: That is crazy how you can watch, and watch your surgery afterwards.
5: I was going to ask if I could bring my GoPro in there, but i they gave me too many drugs too fast, and I was out. <laughs> yeah, that
3: happens. Too many drugs. The
1: GoPro. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Hey, John Wayne.
3: Hey. What's your
1: shirt say? The Duke. Old man?
3: He's, He's never- got to be the most blind guy that I know it's not what it says never underestimate an old man with a pair (laughs) motor i think (laughs)
1: that's great
3: sean what's that
1: very cool
3: i think i bought that off of your thing
0: that's possible um go to iloveppg.com that is our merch site we also have one, too, that you can uh, look at all of our merch right underneath the video, which is pretty cool. Here's the
6: question. How many people get into paramotoring and start their own merch?
4: <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of people. I,
0: I, I don't know. Um, anybody on the panel here have your own merch?
1: <laughs> one, two. Besides Jeremy. Jeremy, you have some, too? No, I said besides. No. Everybody no, else does.
4: I don't have any merch. No, but I, I don't blame you guys. You know, this is so much fun flying around in the sky and why not try to make some money out of it? You can even make it your job. If you, if you work hard enough, I'm sure.
0: Tucker did. That's all he does Tuck, now.
4: T- right. yeah, he's doing great. Yeah. A lot of instructors don't have, you have you any know, uh, desire to teach Jeremy? I've thought about it. You know, I, I've, the numbers, look at the numbers. See The numbers. Uh, you know, I I think about it, but uh, I uh, probably should get a little bit more experience before I do it, I think. But Smart. it might be maybe a retirement job. Stop working and Definitely. do paramotor it- instruction for a living. That sounds yeah, great. Only 20, 26, 27? I'm 27, yeah. I've been flying since I was 25. And, you know, seeing people land on their first flights is it's it's, a lot, it's really enjoyable like i saw lindy flying around and she was having a ball that was awesome
5: <laughs> are you talking wendy weaver
4: no no lindy lindy anderson in the, in the oh group. lindy yeah you
1: guys call yeah. her lindy versus linda
4: really? oh I, I i i what does she want to be called i call her lindy i
1: don't know that's my um that's line. my name lindy Oh, oh. Was yeah. that at the yeah, we got that torch flying? Yeah,
4: I was there, yes. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Her
1: mom, Lindy. Her mom, yeah.
4: So you yeah. got to see Eric take her up? Mm-hmm. I didn't see them launch, but I definitely heard them flying around. <laughs> <laughs> the voice
2: heard yeah. the I don't know
5: if Eric's got his hearing back yet. Does he, <laughs> <laughs> He's still bleeding from the ears a little bit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that you experienced that. Linda, everybody
5: Honestly,
3: you have a community of cheerleaders, sweetheart. That changed your life, I guarantee it did.
1: Yeah, it was yeah. the most awesome day ever, Angela. You tasted- Angela, have you done a have you done a um tandem yet? Not yet. Oh you that's Jade you. needs to get
3: her knee fixed.
1: Jade needs well, to, we're in preparation. Jade's my trainer. Yeah, you do it. If I can do it, you can do it. Yes. Yes, I'm telling you. Was I scared at first? Heck yeah. I'm like, oh my God, what am I getting myself into? What am I, what am I thinking as we're going down the field? Get ready to go up in the air, you know, kind of thing. And, um, but once I got up there, it all came together. I, was I like, kept like calm. what it's about.
3: Linda, did you see the real video? As soon as you took off, Eric knocked you over the head. You were out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> you didn't wake up until
1: no. you landed. Oh, no, I didn't want to miss this thing. Oh, my gosh.
3: That's yeah. awesome, Linda. That is awesome.
1: It was like, and
3: then I... What did your son say, Robert? My, what, what did he say to you? Oh,
1: Robert was like, my son was just... who like, came down there. And my. I called him. He was so freaking excited. That's so cool. He didn't even know I was going to... I didn't even know I was going to do it, okay? I just went there to hang out. You know, it wasn't like I woke up in the morning, and said, I think I'm gonna go tan- do to a tandem, right? I got there, you know, just kind of hanging out with everybody and then before I knew it, I'm signing these papers. Okay, you're fine, blah blah blah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just doing it now. And then sign your life away. Eric did his little kind of fun, <laughs> And then my- he came down and everybody looked at me and they said, You like my carriage, you know, my Cinderella carriage is waiting for me. You know, it's like all right, are you ready? And I was like, well,
5: I guess I am now.
0: <laughs> that's cool. It that great think
5: she, I didn't think she was going to do it. and um, I didn't either. <laughs> I
0: knew she was going to do it. I knew he she had, was.
5: He had Leslie along, and I wasn't pushing her or anything, you know, and Eric wasn't Daughter either. Yep, yeah. and Leslie was awesome. And I asked Leslie, and I said, does she want to fly? And she goes, oh, that's all she's talked about all the way here. I'm like okay <laughs> we're gonna go yeah. for it
1: Yep. Yeah. even just talking about it I still get emotional it's just gosh yeah that experience was something I'll never you never forget and I'm I I'm ready to go on another one you know it's just like okay I want to go again so, yeah.
5: well yeah. bring Leslie over here and we'll take you for another ride <laughs> you
1: know, we, we've been talking and i got
5: to get over
2: to wisconsin we have to yeah are you linda are you going to that the, the Tomahawk flying
1: are you going to that one. one get
3: your second tandem
0: there you um, go yeah i would i would do it in a heartbeat yeah oh
1: no we'll see how, how far is That can't
3: be that. how far
4: is you got to or unless you got to go all the way up in the, or
1: five hours right jade
3: uh,
4: unless you take a boat across yeah. are you gonna <laughs> Take a tandem across this flag. Oh, the there
0: you go. go. There you go. Just There's take it across. A cross. <laughs> oh
1: man, I would. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about it, so we'll see. So that would be so cool. So fast. I can't keep up with it. You know.
0: Yeah. Definitely. Be cool, though. Well, um, we get it's twenty till so okay. um how about we kill the live stream and we chat for another five minutes you know privately and uh, if you guys want to jump on i left the zoom id and passcode on either. here and uh, you guys are more than welcome he to jump now. on if you want to yeah um i uh will kill the live stream here but i just want to say thank you very much jeremy for joining us tonight you've been an awesome guest i can't thank believe that so two much, hours jeremy. almost went by like that absolutely amazing um, lots of fun stories make sure you guys go to his instagram account uh, it, uh the link is down below along with his bio so check that out and jeremy i had a blast man
4: yeah thanks for having me uh, i've enjoyed watching this show it's fun to be a part of the show and you know uh, keep watching this is great it's a lot of fun thank you
0: we're back anytime it,
1: jeremy okay come it's come a blast back, you know on mondays Do you want to hang in the you know hang in the Zoom with us on the panel whatever just hang with us absolutely
0: anybody that's in our guest chat is more than welcome to jump on and be part of the panel so if you want to be part of the panel and you've been a past guest join anytime. if you want to be on the panel and you haven't been a guest yet get up with Linda anderson go yep. to paramomusa.com tell right. her that you want to be on the panel but you're not interested in in uh you know uh, do an interview yep. just like john wayne john wayne loves to hang out with us but he's right. not interested in, in being a, a a talkity-talkity guest, which is perfectly fine. I think I think John just looks awesome just sitting right there in the corner.
1: There you
0: go. He's <laughs> like yep. for
1: me.
0: It's like yep. <laughs> 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 well, anyways, uh, guys, thank you very much for joining okay, us. You if you want to uh, get up with me and my crazy shenanigans, you can always go to iflyparamotors.com, yes. com and of course, you know, you can always check us out every Monday night at clearpropTV.com that forwards over to our PPG Zone uh page which is really awesome if you haven't been to ppg zone yet please do so because if you want to see who's flying around in your area other than the gaggle that i just found out tonight is that they have an interactive map that you can actually see pilots in your area get up with them and say hey i want to go fly i want to fly with you and right. it's a great way to make uh, uh some great friends yeah
1: don't also to- to- tonight, paraglidingtalk.com Absolutely, yeah.
0: Thursday nights and uh, Tuesday nights. Is, is Eric around, uh, Jade, or you got to uh, plug in both yours?
5: Uh, no, he, he's uh, taking time off and um, working on um our screen printing, and he's okay. really busy with his HVAC company right now and everything. So, okay,
0: so Eric is taking a, a break? Yeah. And you're still doing your Paramotor Girl on uh, Wednesdays?
5: Heck yeah, we've got one year this week. And Congratulations! we've got an awesome Yay. guest. We've got Susan Ray from North Carolina. and oh, Susan, okay. One-wheel grandma. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. Can't believe it's been a year.
0: Time flies just like us.
5: Yeah. We need insurance. Time <laughs> flies
0: just like paramotor pilots. There we don't go. You, the don't next, you remember me? Month.
5: Don't you remember me asking you every morning how to do everything all the time, Sean?
0: <laughs> yes, yes. And, you, and and people think that, okay, we just jump on and talk. But there's a lot of stuff involved when it comes to a podcast like this. Um, yeah. we, we spend lots of money on the Zoom account. We got spend money on other things. Um, it actually costs us as the host many hundreds of dollars a year to be able to do something like this and also too jim is very gracious and uh prints out stuff for us including uh stickers which i need to send out some more stickers to people so you know i mean we buy stickers from jim um at a pretty good price thank you jim we appreciate you and uh, we give these things away, you know, stamps and envelopes and cards. I mean, we do a lot of stuff here. So uh, if you want to to help support the show, there's always the Super Chat. Donate some money if you want to. If you can't do that, thumbs up always helps. And you can always go to iloveppg.com and uh, buy some merch. That always helps, too. Um, what is your merch uh, store,
5: Jade? Um, still tomahawktees.com. And I'm probably going to be... That was the one where I was just doing the graphics, but I'm also on Facebook at Tomahawk Tees and it's Tomahawk and then it's T-E-E-S and that's a Facebook um, page itself. And we are in the learning process of screen printing. So I'm hoping to get some decent uh, paramotor stuff out for some next fly-ins and stuff. And when I can get down to the basement to work on that, so I gotta figure out how to walk first.
0: Awesome. I can't wait for you to be able to get up in the air and and go fly, but we definitely appreciate it. And Will Fly, thank you so much for your help too. I know that you said that you got to get out of here pretty soon. So um, if you need to get, get, but thank you so much for all your help. I wouldn't be able to do this without you and uh, all my, all my people on the panel. Um, Go ahead and uh, tell anybody that, uh, you know, go, go to your channel, you know, here's your, your, your quick plug while we're still on the air.
3: Well, hey, girl, real quick, though, there is still a Tuesday night um, uh, show. So uh, it's going to be with Mark McElroy, Shane Robbins, and myself. So same time, uh, just go to YouTube on Tuesday Night Hangouts. And okay,
0: PPG Shane?
3: I don't know about that, but if you go to YouTube, search for Tuesday Night Hangouts, and you'll find us. Jeremy, man, you were awesome. Thanks for coming on the show. Seriously, awesome guest. Really appreciate that.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, thanks for having
3: me. Hope to see you down in Florida again. Yeah, man, Lake Wales.
0: Sounds good. All right, guys, we're gonna cut the uh, live stream. Join us here for the after show for the next couple of minutes if you want to hang out with us, and if not, we'll see you uh, tomorrow on the uh, uh, Tuesday night at hangouts, Wednesday at Paramotor Girl and thursday at uh, paraglidingtalk.com you all have a wonderful evening and again thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight which i know that you could have went out flown but you were here and hung out with us so thank you all right y'all have a good one peace out kill the live stream